Welcome to Everything Is Up, a podcast about the real-life stories of people who have created extraordinary levels of success. These are conversations with people who are constantly striving to take things to the next level. And now, here's your host... everyone. Welcome to Everything is Up with Tamara. I am um, really excited this morning. Joining me is Stephen Nutt. Stephen, you are out of Corsicana, Texas. That's correct. Just south of Dallas. Just south of Dallas. Um, (laughs) So you're you're in the banking industry, um, but that's not really... I mean, yes, it's we can talk about (laughs) banking, but it's ever so... um, that's just a lovely topic um, from time to time. But you have got a background that intrigued me to no end. And I know our audience is going to be thrilled because you are probably a nut. You're not originally from Texas, are you? Correct. I'm from Georgia originally. So, Okay. So that explains the love of the Atlanta Braves. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're this avid baseball fan yes sure. uh, yeah. that's exactly right um you play you coach you if <laughs> i am correct you do broadcasting um in corsicana for the high yeah. school baseball team i do you're um you're <laughs> in teach or coaching at the ymca so you're embedded into the youth organizations there in corsicana I, I was like, oh. so one of my favorite all time trips that my husband and I took, we went to Cooperstown. Now, oh. yeah, you know where I'm going with yes. this. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So give us a little bit of background um, about who Stephen Nutt is. All right. Well, um, you did kind of mention the banking side. That is that is a big part of my life. I've done that for almost 30 years now, or a little over 30 years total. Um, but that's really not who all I am. So I, I don't know. I read a lot. And um, one of the, my favorite books that I've read is by um, an author named Jeff Henderson, who is called no, um, What Are You Known For? And basically, he talks a lot about your passions and 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 really going after that. So baseball is one of my passions, obviously. Banking is has become that over my career. And then my faith and my family are another big part of it. So those four things I try to generalize, generally um do things that relate to those things. So that's one reason why baseball are really um plugged into the community here, been able to coach Little League this fall, um, which has been a lot of fun. Um, but I also play baseball. And as you mentioned, my son played in high school here at, uh, at Corsicana High School baseball. And my boss actually was the play-by-play voice of the Corsicana Tigers for football, baseball, and basketball. And so he knew I loved baseball. And when my son was playing, I kind of got pulled into helping him out. So now I'm for the last seven years, been on the team. And so we cover all of their games. And that's a whole lot of fun, too, because I get to stay involved with the high school team and, and the coaches and just the program in general. So trying to make an, a positive influence anywhere I can. But that's that's one reason that kind of ties back to community banking, because as a community banker, we're involved in our communities. It's, it's more than the job. It's more than banking. It, it's really about being a part of our community. And so anything that goes on in Corsicana, 
our bank is sponsoring it or, you know, involved in it. And so I, I've really joined in that since I've been here in Texas. You know, I when I think about community banking, my brain automatically goes back to like 1920 when you, you know, if you were a business owner, you had a relationship at the country club with the banker in town because you never knew if you're going to need money. And, you know, there, I feel very blessed because I have a relationship like that with my banker, but it was intentional. I did it on purpose um, because my brain kind of goes back to that relationship having to have it. So I'm really glad that you brought that up because in this overly disconnected, um, crazy world that we live in right now, um, having that community, um, I think that's what drew me to your profile Mm -hmm. when I was looking for guests for the podcast because I was like, he gets it. He understands it, right? Um, you know, and then of course, my husband is a huge baseball fan too. Like mm-hmm. um, Roberto Clemente, he was born and raised in Pittsburgh, so Roberto Clemente oh, yeah. like hangs in my house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, you know, so that was the other side of it. But that was the thing that I thought that was really cool. You know, you, I think I read um, somewhere that faith, family. Um, I think you put it faith, family, banking, and baseball. We're like, if we were going (laughs) to describe Stephen Nutt, that's who we would describe. And community, as a banker, how has that helped you personally um, in your just kind of life journey, um, taking on that relationship with your community? No, it really, so I, like you mentioned, I'm from originally from Atlanta, Georgia, or in the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia. And I was in community banking there for a lot of years. And while it was in the metro area, it was community because we were a small bank. It really wasn't because I was, we were plugged into the community because you really hard to do that in metro areas. Huh. Where When I moved to Texas about 10 years ago, one of the big draws for me was I could see when I interviewed and, and was working through that process how involved they were in the community. And I'm, I've always been a person about wanting to make an impact and have a purpose for what I'm doing. And so that really drew me to, to being able to be at a spot where it wasn't just a bank. It was really a part of the community. And we, we feel that um, small businesses run the United States. I mean, it's a the backbone of the United States and small businesses bank with community banks. Mm-hmm. And and they have to. If you a few years ago during COVID, we had the PPP program. It was small banks really that that really ro- bought into that and rolled that out um and allowed a lot of businesses to stay afloat. So it, it did that locally. We did about 128 million dollars worth of loans just through the PPP program. And, and the reason was we were helping our our friends and family. I mean, that's the we want our community to thrive, and it was a bad, obviously a bad time for everybody. And so that's what we do. I mean, you mentioned it relationships. That that's really you know from a Christian background. To me, it's all about relationships and influencing people through relationships. And so that's how we see it um and and we want to be friends and a good community 
person. So I, I think that's really how it all ties kind of back together and what drew me uh, out here. Nice. On your email signature, you have on purpose with purpose as part of your signature um, line in your emails. And I was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> tell tell us, because um, I, I, I've i read it in right. my research and my <laughs> stalking you as I tell yeah. my guests, I stalk <laughs> you before you get here. <laughs> um, t- you have... Um, very definitive on what on purpose means and with purpose. So share with us um, how you explain that. Okay. um, So I get that because a few, I'm big into um, mental performance, positivity. I think, I think a positive attitude is a competitive advantage. Um, All of that. One of the guys I listen to a lot is Brian Kane. He's a mental performance coach. And so one of the things he talks about is being intentional. And I, this was a few years ago. I heard him on a podcast talk about how, in general, we live our lives about 20% intentional and on purpose and about 80% go with the flow. And he fly said, by the seat of your pants. Yeah, fly by the seat of your pants, <laughs> go whatever happens. I'm, you know, not on not on purpose. And so so he's he challenged us, he challenged you to flip that. He said, you can't do a hundred percent. That's, that's not reasonable, but try to flip that to where it's 80% on purpose and 20% go with the flow. So um, that kind of drove me to that because I feel like I've always wanted to be doing something on purpose and for a purpose. And, and so I, when I coach little kids in baseball, one of the things I talk about to them is when we go out to practice, if we're doing a drill, there's a purpose behind that drill. It's not just going out to waste some time. And so if, if you're going to go do something, do it on purpose and have a purpose. And so that's kind of what drove the on purpose side. And then the with purpose side speaks to my faith because I feel like my purpose on earth is to glorify God and to share that with other people. And so I want that to always be um, backed up what my on purpose is for. So that's kind of how I came up with on purpose with purpose. So that's, that's decided to put that as my sign off. I loved it. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that is brilliant, (laughs) but it speaks to your character, right? I told you when, even before we came on air, I was like, there are so much about you. I mean, I was just like, I have to have this guy. So you guys get this guy for me. Um, I want to have him because I do think our society as a whole um, is flying by the seat of their pants. They are, you know, spending hours upon hours. um, You know, they go to work to earn a paycheck. They get home and they sit on the couch and they surf Facebook until they go to bed. And it's like, your life is so much more than that. Your life is, you know, especially because, you know, and I dearly adore my father. Um, my mom passed away five years ago, as our audience knows. And um, <clears throat> here lately, it's, he believes everything on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, we have got to get him out of the house. We have got, he's going to have to go find friend, Like, because... It, that is such a facade and and yet you it's it wastes time you get sucked in and there's so much more that you were put on this earth to do to be to you know serve your communities to serve your family 
um, that when I saw it on yours, I was just like, oh, this, we could probably talk for hours on end. Um, So speaking of, um, you know, faith, family, banking, and baseball, um, you are married, right? Suzanne, your, your lovely bride. Um, How long have you guys been married? So we've just celebrated our uh, sixth anniversary. um, Nice. And between us, we have six kids. So they're all from uh, 29 down to 18. My youngest is uh, just graduated last year and is at Texas A&M as a freshman. And so we've got we run the gamut with them um, and we're real proud of them because they're they're doing great. And the ones that are out are, are doing good at their jobs. And then the others in school are doing well. So it's been kind of we call it the Brady Bunch because it's it's kind of like the old Brady Bunch show. We we got married and both have three kids, so now there's eight of us. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's uh we it's kind of funny that you bring up the social media thing because that's kind of where the faith, family, banking, and baseball came up a few years ago. My middle, my daughter Avery was giving me a hard time about my Facebook pages. He said, dad, all you ever post on there is pictures of us talking about the kids or something about your faith or something about baseball or your job. And I said, well, that's pretty much all I I do. What so else that's is there, my, that's right? my focus. So they just kind of really brought into to focus what my passions are. And that's all, you know, you're, you're right. So many people use social media for all kinds of crazy stuff. And you can argue about everything in the world out there. And who knows what's right and what's true and what's false on there. So I try to keep it in kind of the on purpose with purpose. If I'm going to be on it, I want it to be serving a purpose. And it's going to serve a purpose that meets my four passions. Nice. Yeah, that's um, it. it it's really crazy. I you know, we're, you know, obviously we're a little bit older and, um, when we were, you know, when we were in high school or when we were in college, you didn't have the social media pressures that, um, these younger individuals have. I mean, anybody pretty much born after 2000, um, really that they don't know anything else. That they don't, unfortunately. And I've got a couple of ladies that um, are um, in my office and they've got teenagers. And, you know, one of the one of the young girls is a freshman in high school. She's the first varsity cheerleader ever at that high school to be a freshman. And it's the mean girl syndrome. And it's the and it, it's all it's like fate. And, you know, I was like, if you could just erase it for them and have them not have to deal with, you know, every time they're having a bad day, somebody snaps a picture and puts, you know, the RBF on, you yeah. know, the Facebook about this girl. And I was like, it's really sad because there's so much more out there, as you have said, right? There's, you've got communities, you've got, and you don't have to be absorbed by it. But there's adults in this world that are absorbed by it. So it's not just the, you know, the teenagers or the the young adults that are taxed with this social problem, as I call it, because I do think it's a social problem that we have. Could it be used for good? Yes. 
But I fear that more of it is being used the opposite direction than what it could be used for. Just because, you know, negativity is sensationalized. And I hate it because like you, it's, I get, I literally get called Susie Sunshine, like on a regular (laughs) basis and the um, perpetual optimist all the time. Um, But it's so it's so hard to be negative all the time it's like so energy draining I was like yeah um so like when I really your faith family you know six kids ah, (laughs) and teenagers at that like oh wow you know that's a hard road especially newly married too because you guys would have had teenagers newly married yeah Yeah, it was a a big big deal because uh, you know basically a lot of them are very close in age so there's a lot of dynamics with that we're we're lucky they do all get along four of them are girls the and and wow. they they had one of the things during covid we were all stuck in in a house together so they they got to be real you know it was really a good first time they'd really spend a ton of time together and so um they they've become best of friends so that's been a, a blessing for sure yeah, that's exciting. I mean, talk about a test to a marriage. Like if you guys could have, you guys handled that, like, you know, 50 years is in your future because yeah. that right out of the shoot would have been just like, oh, I like you, but I don't know if I like you this much, right? Especially, and then dump COVID right on top of it. Right. Like, oh. Like you just, you get the amen over the plates yeah. just for that to being a lot of fun. So um Huge Atlanta Braves fan. Um, yes. Okay, so um, before we kind of cut out today, I thought, you know, I like to do something fun with my guests. And um, I thought um, my favorite thing to do is, are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> um, and I thought it would be a lot of fun to do, are you smarter than a fifth grader um, about the Atlanta Braves? Are you game for that? <laughs> okay, okay so. Me here. Oh, know. no, not at all. So I'll make the first ones easy for you uh-huh. before we get into the hard ones. Probably none of these are going to be hard for you. Um, but here we go. Okay, so. Question number one, what is the official mascot of the Atlanta Braves? The official mascot of the Atlanta Braves is, um, well, when I was growing up, it was Chief Nakahoma, which was the, the Indian that represented the Cherokee Indians. Nice. Okay. So that was one answer I found. So that was the official answer. The unofficial answer is blooper. The blue blooper, fuzzy guys. Yeah. He's become a famous, he's kind of like the Philly fanatic. He's become famous taunting other, you know, kind of the fun, fun yeah. character of, of, <laughs> of these days that we put as mascots. Yep. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was like, blooper. I'm like, blooper. I'm like, what's a blooper? And then I I, I saw a picture. I was like, oh, blooper. Okay, yeah. like Philadelphia guy. Okay, crazy yeah. blue guy. So yeah. that's, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, okay, so in 2021, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. Who did they defeat to secure their victory? Houston Astros. Of course, yeah. So I was like, it had to be a Texas team, right? And of course, I'm a huge Rangers fan. Um, my husband, um, a huge baseball fan. And of course, he was like, you know, if if the Pirates go to the World Series, then I'm going. I was like, but it's going to be the Rangers. And he's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, it is. And now it's like all his poor little Pirates. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was like, so. poor Pirates. Yeah, and both Texas teams. Like I was I know, like, it's exciting. Crazy. It's that's very great. exciting. 
So exciting. Okay. Um, so which Braves player led the team in home runs during the 2020, the COVID season, as I call it, um, in 2020? Uh, that would probably be Freddie Freeman. Actually, it was Marcel Ozuna. Ozuna, really? Okay. Yeah. That, so he actually COVID year was hard. That's the hard. Yeah, it was hard. hard because <laughs> everything was so weird. And I thought, okay, let's see if he's got it down. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, all right. So, Another 2020 question. Let's see if we can get this one. It says, who won the Golden Glove Award as the Braves' outstanding defensive player in 2020? The, did it have a position player? or Because Golden Glove is given to different positions. Yeah, it it didn't really say. It just said uh, Max Fried, the pitcher. Max Fried's a pitcher. Fried, yeah, he won yeah, the he pitching won. Gold Glove that year, yeah. He did, but the, he won it for exceptional fielding, which is right. what was so odd. Yeah, yeah. so I thought that, that was... was- that was a really good one. Back in okay. my day, in the 90s, when the Braves were really good, Greg Maddox was a, won that award several years in a row as a pitcher, the pitching award. So so here's a 95 question for you. Uh, so which Braves player won the Cy Young Award in 95 um, would, after a remarkable season? That would be Greg Maddox. Yeah, it was. And so when you <laughs> said his name, I'm like, oh, he knows this one. Give him this one. This is a win. Ding, ding, ding. Yay, we got it. Um, okay, so the other one, I have one more for you. Um, and it is, um, which Braves player known as the crime dog was the prolific home run hitter during the 1990s? That's Fred McGriff. Yeah. Yeah. He just so got inducted to the Hall of Fame. He did. And I was like, yay. So that was <laughs> congratulations, Fred, by the way, um, <laughs> on your induction into the Hall of Fame. You know what? You have been so much fun, Stephen. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your passion of, you know, um, what, what did we say your passion is one more time? It is faith, family, banking, and baseball. Faith, family, banking, and baseball. And you've been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can reach Stephen through LinkedIn. Um, do you want to tell us how else sure. we can get in touch with you? Yeah, you can on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, so you can do that too. Um, but LinkedIn is probably the best place. Uh, I try to be keep that one's a little more business oriented. So we, we try to stay there. Um, I am on Twitter as well. So um, you can search up for me there. Um, but yeah. Um, and Community National Bank, we're at an hour south of Dallas. So we can, you know, banking now, you can pretty much bank anywhere with anybody. So we'd always love to have, you know, people reach out to us, especially in Texas. So Nice. So Community National Bank out of Corsicana, you'll find Stephen Nutt um, on LinkedIn and Facebook. Again, thank you so much, Stephen. Faith, family, um, banking and baseball. Yeah. I appreciate your time this morning. All right, everybody. This is Tamara with Everything Is Up. Make sure you like, share, 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 share. We want to grow the podcast as much as possible. And we appreciate our loyal followers. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Everything is Up. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. And remember, everything is up. <laughs>